0: s-p-u-l-l-e-n at fairwaymc.com and that phone number is 520-977-7904 shoot sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address
1: you have one unheard message hi i was calling current the influencer marketing platform but i think i just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast.
2: welcome to the china shop everyone get your asses inside it's a wonderful beautiful day I'm shopkeeper dan with me as always is Kyle the creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. Kyle how's your day going
0: uh it's going pretty good we got to celebrate the wifes birthday yesterday took her out to get some fajitas oh one of
2: her fajitas. favorites yeah yeah
0: um, where'd you go oh god I don't even know the name of the place it's a little place we found uh nearby the house that she likes
2: Ah, uh, just some hole in the wall, mm-hmm. cooking up some tasty, tasty Mexican food.
0: It's the same place where I got that picture that I shared in the Vicarious channel of the, the bull painting on the booth where the tail is stuck in the butthole. <laughs> and I can't tell if somebody just doesn't understand bull anatomy or that was a joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, I'm going to put the tail right in the ass. I mean, See if it, looks anybody like notices. it
0: looks like it's shitting a tail. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, good Lord.
0: See if I can dig that pickup stick in the episode Ooh, description.
2: Well, I know I'm ready for a show now. <laughs> Come on to the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, hedge against that rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine China, sharing those ever growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com. Or you can give one of our many beginner trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description. But the best place to be? Come on over to our Discord server. We're on there every day. It's an amazing, awesome place to be, full of great people, wonderful people. And Kyle, you know what the best part is? And period Challenge on Fridays. Okay, yeah. Well, that, that's 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 really fun too. But yeah, I think that's I, probably I meant I that. meant that that it's <laughs> it's free and you don't have to oh, pay oh. to access any special areas. Or even pay to participate in that M period futures trading challenge that we got going on. I thought we fixed that glitch.
0: Did we fix? Was that a glitch? Uh, I don't know. I th- Wait, I'll are, dig into it this weekend. But it'll are, still be there
2: for 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 sure for this weekend. Uh, are people paying us money? <laughs> What's happening? I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I have to double check. Were, were, were we supposed to do that? Anyway, when you do join I, that, I think so. Currently free server. <laughs> Please, send us a, a message with uh, your mailing address so we can send you some smash-it-yourself swag straight from the China Shop Shop. Shop, shop, shop. Shop, shop, shop. Wow, we're just really glad you're all here. It's a lot of fun. Always better with friends. Always better with friends. And speaking of friends, Kyle, we got any uh, any visitors to the China Shop of note?
0: Well, first of all, I'd like to just take a quick moment to send Robert a shout-out for being our first back-to-back winner of the N-Period Challenge. Oh!
2: Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I, did, I was unable to make it mm-hmm. this past Friday. Robert won again, huh? Oh, yeah, he
0: crushed it, too. Uh, Joel has. I thought Joel had a shot to take it, but uh, Robert's strategy of going immediately a full port, long, open, or uh, short <laughs> right at the start of M period has been paying dividends. Huh. I think uh, huh. we might have to rethink the rules of the winner picks the rules <laughs> for next week. That <laughs> 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 might, might be a bit of an advantage to the person who just placed first.
2: Wow, just like <laughs> capitalism. I know, right? <laughs> you won. I now know. you get
1: to call the shots.
2: Write <laughs> yeah. the. History. All right, so so show news. Show news. Friends coming by the
1: shop.
0: Oh, uh, and part of that too. I want to send a special thank you to Vanta Trading and Tradelo for providing the weekly and monthly prizes for the for that challenge. It's really given us a whole nother pers- uh, a whole another level. Yeah, yeah it's made the it's made it a lot more competitive and a lot more fun. I think.
2: Yeah, having some stuff on the well, line. Thank you, thank you to those guys, Vanta Trading, and, and who are the other guys? Tradelo, Tradelo, dot com. Wow. Yep. That's that's so awesome that they provided that stuff. That does that does add that uh, extra hopefully. element of hey, you can play and have fun, but there's also something to win. Stuff you can yeah. win.
0: Yep. And the stuff that'll make you a better trader because. That's who we've been trying to partner with these things, and hopefully get a couple more coming down the horizon, too. Yeah. But as far as actual show news and guests coming up, uh, Dan and I, we chatted with Max Thomas, the co-founder of Traders Launch, and wow, that was probably one of the... I was on par with the Branigan episode I recorded the week before that.
2: Wow. I am so glad I showed up for that interview.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'll have to see if I can find some more like that, because... Uh man, that was...
2: Yeah, Max is awesome. Of more of that, please. Max yes. is awesome. <laughs> and you'll definitely want to check out that episode if you are doing futures and prop trading. Holy shit. Great, great, great stuff.
0: Great conversation about just prop firms in general and what they're doing differently there. And then they just peppered in a whole shitload of awesome wisdom. Yeah. Any Anybody uh,
2: else coming up soon?
0: Uh, I've got a slot that I'm still trying to fill for the next week, but then uh, we got Dan Habib, who's coming back to do a crypto episode with us. Uh, Dan yes. was Barry's son. I uh, uh, think we had on last month. Mm. Yeah, okay. I think it was last month. But that one should be a lot of fun. Dan was a lot of fun to chat with. A uh, lot of really good insights into the housing market. So I'm curious to see uh, see if crypto is a secret passion he's hiding from his dad or
1: <laughs> if
0: it's just a side hustle.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Those Dans, they're wily. I know. I know. can't, can't trust them. <laughs> Oof. Okay. All right. Folks, please strap yourselves in. We have got a tenacious, tremendous, tantalizing show for you today. Lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar and brighter futures than why did the flashlight apply for a job? Because it wanted a bright future, but it just oh kept God. getting turned off. Did you use ChatGPT to write jokes today? Uh, I, I did. I did. Okay. I did use. I asked Chat GPT for a bright, bright futures joke, and then that's, that's what, what it came up with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love first take to Chat GPT. First take. <laughs> it's all right. I, I wrote my stuff with Chat GPT <laughs> too, so stay tuned for that.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I have to redo out.
0: the adjectives. Uh, lazy and <laughs> phoning it in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they don't even have alliteration. Yeah, got yeah. A lazy phoned in show for you today. <laughs> Uh, and please do reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, on the Discord. We'll have the link to that in the episode description. If you're old school, send us an email. It's a two bowls at ineptitude.com. That's the number two, B-U-L-L-S, at financialineptitude.com. Uh, maybe you've got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you're a private contractor hired by a young couple to evict some squatters from, from your home. Things get dicey when they get squeamish over your heavy-handed tactics, and they turn on you, even ruining your big wedding. Huh?
0: Hmm. Yeah, wow, okay. it doesn't matter. So we just no love more, it when you reach out. No more curveballs, huh? <laughs> or no more softballs? No more easy no. layups? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Huh? Yeah. I've, I've lulled you into a false sense of security, and now now you got a puzzler.
0: Now I feel stupid. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: What was last week's? I don't even remember it, the... it, don't well, it's been that. It was. I that one weeks. either.
2: We, we, it's been a few weeks, right? And it's thrown me off. Uh, it, it was, uh, you're constantly throwing amazing parties in an effort to steal your neighbor's wife. But it's her annoying male cousin from the Midwest who keeps showing up to your parties instead.
0: Sounds like a Chevy Chase uh, vacation movie of some sort.
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> my say, first reaction. <laughs> it's, it's definitely on that same level of literary value. It was uh, The Great Gatsby.
0: The, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, all right. I don't think I I saw that one. I did Mm -hmm. watch the uh, Family Guy remake of it. (laughs) There was a point in there, one of the lines was, people think this is a great work of literature. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, I've never read the book. I've only ever seen the movies. It's kind of, I don't know how I'd describe it. Not Mm. good. (laughs) Not good. (laughs) Eh, It's all right. All All right. right. Should we... Should we talk about the bet results? I don't even remember what we picked.
0: Um, it wasn't Triple A. Oh, it was a uh, GameStop. You went back to the Meanwhile. Oh, and you know what, man? Oh. It was actually looking really good. It was at seventeen thirty-five on open two weeks ago. Uh, it peaked at nineteen dollars and thirty-five cents on Thursday, yesterday, or not Thursday this week. Uh, but it ended up selling off into the close on Friday and uh, ended up finishing at seventeen seventy-one. So we we're looking really good. But instead God. we uh we made about nine dollars. We finished with four hundred and seventy dollars and sixty six cents.
2: God uh,
0: Yeah. Random. And then random's pick C R was uh doing very, very poorly too. Uh
2: wait do, hold on. Do we not have any take profits for We GameStop? did, but we
0: didn't get close to them. Uh ah. the take profit was at twenty half, so we're still a dollar away.
2: Damn it. Okay, sorry. Okay. Well what did did Random do?
0: Random uh, had CR, it opened the week at 87.52 and closed on Friday at 85.08, which is a really good thing we did a two-week bet, because uh, last Friday it was around 92.17 on the peak. <laughs> Ooh. So we got saved by that extra week. Random ended up finishing with 484.07. Ah. So Random finishes in the lead, but it's not a winning week, So our winning months. I don't think we have to take consequences for that, right? Do you have to be profitable in order to issue consequences?
2: Yeah, yeah. I believe that was uh, something we've stated every episode since the conception of this show.
0: So our arbitrary uh, <laughs> week off that we took uh, might have just saved us because I'm pretty sure that would have destroyed us.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh. yeah. All right. So this, this week was a wash. Or this month was a wash. Not right, exactly well. the thrilling conclusion we were hoping for.
2: I I I really was. I did not look at at stocks the second half of last week, so I was just looking at GameStop, going, "Yup, it was looking at. good
0: for quite some time." And then, uh, yeah, then it just kind of fell apart yesterday.
2: Sold off. It had earnings, didn't it?
0: Oh no, it didn't. Did it? Did we make that rookie mistake and not move our stops? To-
2: September sixth, Wednesday, earnings mm-hmm. came out for GameStop. That was that. That was the sell-off damn it
0: (laughs) we should have known better
2: we should have known better oh well damn
0: yeah add that to the list
2: of bads for the week okay all right well let's let's talk about let's talk about some news let's do it (laughs) Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just two bulls trading in for me. Yeah, we Rioters raiding oh. Insider trading Taxes mm. are raising Bills mm-hmm. on the hill We got a crypto mill No, they ain't growing weed When the Fed speaks today It's some shit we don't need Sing it, man Two fools trading information What? Two fools trading information I'm inclined to agree Two fools trading information have one of those in there too. Oh, what? oh is that a dove that just flew, flew in?
0: No, that's that's what you do in rap songs.
2: Oh, uh, it sounds like a bird call. Yeah. I, I don't I know what they like do a it. Hawkish, dovish, fed <laughs> thing. Oh, oh, You're teed oh. up for a story. <laughs>
0: well, I have a story about immaculate disinflation.
2: What is what? Um, immaculate disinflation?
0: Yep. It's, apparently, that's the new economic buzzword, Dan.
2: Is that a post sex joke?
0: No. And there actually is no official definition,
2: Okay. okay. which Wait, is so... nice
0: because the headline says, what does it mean? <laughs> well, does well, there's no official mean? definition. It's basically a scenario where inflation comes down, but there's no spike in unemployment that comes with it. Ah. So they say that historically it's been difficult, if not impossible, to pull off because of a phenomenon known as the sacrifice ratio. Uh, the theory behind the ratio equation is that every reduction in inflation inflicts a certain degree of pain on the economy, and that pain tends to come in the form of higher unemployment rate, which hampers economic growth. So, because huh. we were seeing inflation coming down from the nine point one percent peak in June of twenty two, uh, the inflation rate is actually, are not uh, the imp- unemployment rate is actually fallen from three point six in June of twenty two to three point five in twenty three. Uh, that leads uh, economists to believe that immaculate disinflation may be possible,
2: yeah, I mean in, I can it's hard to imagine like a company being like, "Well, we've got disinflation, so you're fired, you're fired, you stay, you're fired, you stay you stay
0: <laughs> you well and, and think what they what the rest of the story is kind of uh pointing out is that it's not necessarily immaculate disinflation it's more about what drove the inflation up in the first place and as we recall a lot of that was because of the disruptions to the supply side of the uh or to the supply chain that was the disruption to the economy yeah. supply chains so the yeah. unsnarling of the formerly snarled supply, ch- supply chains is what is bringing down inflation according to uh white house economists
2: that well that that, that attracts tracks. that supply yeah. to demand curve is real I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it on paper, Kyle.
0: Oh you have?
2: I have. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I, I
0: think uh supply and demand is a real thing. I think we know that, right?
2: Yes. It's yes. pretty well studied at this point. I, I've uh <laughs> I've I've actually noticed it uh, has a little bit to do with uh stock trading and futures trading too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Loretta Mester, one of the, uh, the Cleveland Fed president was talking a little bit about it. She said she didn't expect the labor market to be so strong in the face of the higher interest rates, but she said a lot of it has to do with the unusual circumstances from the pandemic. Uh, one of the things she pointed to is the stimulus checks that led to unprecedented spending that doesn't typically occur when an economy is in a recession. Yeah. Interesting that she said that because I thought the, they redefined a the recession to say that we weren't in one. We're in a pre <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, she like Powell's not banking on immaculate disinfa- uh, disinflation. They don't yet know how the full effects of the cumulative rate hikes will play out. Uh, they're just waiting for more data at this time. Well, same, same old, same old.
2: Here's here's what's going through my brain: is is inflation meaningful? If every other country also has their currencies going through inflation, disinflation, meaningful, if 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 the like if there was one currency in the entire planet, Mm -hmm. would that change what inflation means or is inflation only relevant because we've got different currencies you can trade for?
0: I don't think that makes any difference. I think there's maybe more ways to take advantage of um, the movements uh, relative to other currencies when there's more than one out there. But basically, just inflation is just there's more money around than there was before. And since we're always printing money, unless we do something to remove money from the system, inflation is always going to be something that's Well, What was the name
2: of that guy that we were talking to that was like, no, the amount of money supply has nothing to do with it?
0: God damn it. Why does everybody say things that contradict each other?
2: <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. It's tough. It's tough. But what I'm saying is, is traditionally when I studied inflation and disinflation in economics, they were like mm-hmm. a big part of why you don't want disinflation is the, nobody can buy your stuff anymore. Right. Like your exports. Yeah. Right. Your yeah, currency, yeah. the value of your currency is going up. So now you want to export a Ford car to China and China goes, Oh, that's way too expensive. Right. Because value of your dollar's too high. But if everybody's disinflating together and they're like, Well, our currency worth more like yours is now, too. I suppose
0: like, if they're all moving together, it should be less of an effect. It seems like I could it should be, be right? It,
2: I, it, that's how it seems to me. But I could be way off base on this. Anybody out there listening knows better than me, which I'm sure. Well, I know many for a fact that
0: when. Currency, when the dollar is weaker, like we get a lot more exports for like steel and stuff like that when I used to work in the steel industry.
2: Right, We start seeing
0: a lot more overseas because of the dollar. People purchasing from foreign countries get more purchasing power on the weaker effects of the dollar. Right. So it makes sense that like what the inflation isn't just like the effects aren't felt just in one spot. It's like how they all interact together.
2: Right, right. People aren't going to buy American steel if American steel costs more because of disinflation.
0: Right. Unless it's that much better,
2: well, some know, some people would have to to buy it when they want that luxury quality American steel. But when you're <laughs> buying steel internationally, I want you to consider American steel quality. This episode
0: sponsored by Newcor. <laughs> 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 no, it's not.
2: <laughs> not even right. close.
0: Well, that was a long form discussion on inflation. Maybe we should get uh, some one of the economists back that we talked to uh, recently, just to kind of. Explained to us how that shit works. I mean, that'd be yeah. a good round table episode.
2: Maybe we could get two with uh, opposite viewpoints and just mediate a, a, an argument. Ooh. Ooh. I wonder
0: if, <laughs> I, wonder if I can <laughs> find some. Okay. All right. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. We'll, we'll call it stock
2: shouting. <laughs> we'll
0: just try to facilitate the, the anger.
2: <laughs> right. Right. We don't, yeah. we don't want an evil, even level headed discussion here. Shouting only. It's like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to turn your mic volumes up so it sounds like you're yelling at each other. <laughs> Louder <laughs> means better point.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I made my point. Dan, what about yours?
2: Uh, oh, have you noticed uh, oil prices going up lately?
0: I've noticed that gas prices were not cheap when I was driving uh, across the Midwest.
2: Yeah. I. Uh, ooh, I want to say a week and a half, two weeks ago, I gassed up both cars. And I was driving around yesterday noticing that uh, some of these gas prices are up 70 cents a gallon Mm. here in Vegas. seems
0: believable. uh,
2: I found this story. Oil prices are up uh, 1% to a nine-month high uh, thanks to countries like Russia and Saudi Arabia continuing to limit their production cuts.
0: Oh, I thought Did Russia limit wasn't even allowed to sell it.
2: Uh yeah, no, Russia's not allowed to sell to in the west, but we know India and China are buying up their gas like crazy.
0: I know, right? I mean, it's probably pretty cheap right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh the and then and then China uh let's see, there there's a another section of the story talking about uh the oil market being concerned about demand in China uh mm-hmm. they, they cuz they're the largest oil importer in the world right okay and they've had record rains in hong kong and oh. china is that what and, is that the
0: states plan to get, submit or get hong kong to finally submit to them
2: <laughs> literally shower them with water <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah so so chinese exports and imports uh, fell in august and mm-hmm. so, uh, but even in light of that, you know, they, they tend to bolster their storage capacity, uh, especially when, you know, Russian crude's cheap. Uh, so, but despite of that, their oil imports rose 31%. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like they're going on like crazy buying up this oil while they're not buying and selling anything else.
0: Well, so, I mean, that's uh, keeping that oil is the... prices high. China is one of those. Countries that likes to hoard natural resources. I wouldn't yeah, I be surprised remember, to see them just buying up as much as they can just to stockpile it.
2: I remember 15, 20 years ago, I don't remember the exact date, but uh, my, my brothers were going around finding all the scrap metal they could because mm-hmm. the, the recycle yard there in Tucson like jacked up their prices and they were like, they, like, we were talking to the guys and they were like, oh no, China's just buying up metal right now. Mm -hmm. Like you never get, we've never seen better prices for metal because China wants it. So wow. It's like, Oh wow. Yeah. So they go on, they, yeah, they definitely go on resource spending sprees for sure. Uh, Okay. So so we've got cut supply and an increased demand in China.
0: Sneaky Chinese. What are they up to?
2: Yeah. Right. Oh, and, (laughs) and they're, uh, in Australia, we're getting, uh, strikes of the natural gas supply.
0: Mm, Can we get yellow man to go on, a? undercover expose to like uh um panda express or somewhere <laughs> see if you can learn their secret plans
2: I thought I thought I thought you were gonna send them to Australia. I was like how how's how's this Australian accent? No not Australia Good day, mate if- <laughs> How's the oil and gas eaten here? <laughs> Rocky Um Yeah yeah I don't wanna do yeah it's safe for me to do an Australian accent. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yellow man, yeah. If you want to <laughs> go undercover in China, please. I'm sure you won't stand out. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there. Do I make the obvious joke?
2: What, that he would be taller than the average height in China. I think I just did. About his username. Oh shit, yellow man! You got to do it. <laughs> you were born I for this. Think that was ambiguous enough. <laughs>
0: Let's move I'm on just... before it's too late.
2: <laughs> oh, any other stories you got, Kyle?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, I got a couple of them, actually. Uh, first of is, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it, because a lot of our conversation on Monday is on this. But uh, the my Forex fund's getting shut down, I feel like, is something that we should probably mention. Yes.
2: Um, yeah.
0: The prop firm was doing a lot of things that were uh, not legal. Mm, to say mm, the least. Um, Basically, they were acting as the counterparty uh, for most of the trades that their customers made when that's kind of a note, because that just turns them basically into a broker. Yeah. Um, They're also doing things like um, giving the traders terrible fills, uh, especially like singling out like people who are people who are showing like more promise as a trader, like they would go and like flag those accounts and then institute shenanigans to try to make them not be profitable
2: i'm reminded of a certain time in my own prop trading when i was close to getting funded it- and i had some bad slippage and it put me in an emotional state that blew the account
0: yeah i remember uh, some slippage being an issue uh, a couple weeks ago mm. so mm-hmm. yeah the, the question really was like how many people are doing things like this and you got to believe it's going to be more than just the one
2: yeah yeah it's rarely when a practice like that's successful is rarely yeah. limited to one bad actor.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially wow. when uh man, that's I don't want to spoil yep. that interview. Just listen if you to Monday's want a interview. Deep,
2: yeah. If you want a deep dive on this topic, listen to that interview with Max. Wow. Some really, yep. really, really good stuff. And uh and uh we'll have the links to his prop trading firm which uh which sounds a lot better.
0: We'll be getting actually an affiliate link with them here soon too. That's
2: that's the hope.
0: Uh, last thing I just wanted to touch on was a post by Unusual Whales that Purdue found and shared with us. Uh, every jobs report, every NF uh, non-farms non-farms jobs report, has been revised downward for this year.
2: Like after the fact.
0: Yeah, like the original report for January is five hundred seventeen thousand. Then the revised report was forty seven four hundred seventy two thousand. Every single one of them has been revised downward by a minimum of eight percent. Some as high as Almost 50%.
2: Wow. That's yes.
0: shenanigans. It seems a little strange that every single one for this year has gone downward.
2: Who is making these estimates? Because there's something wrong with their methodology.
0: um yeah the guy who wrote the original report peter tar he said that reversion revisions are very normal but large revisions are less common and consecutive revisions in a single direction are less so the longer the run yeah yeah
2: yeah that's why i'm saying shenanigans if it's just error you would expect it to be the other way every now and then right right
0: right but to all be coming in the one way, it definitely looks like somebody's trying to paint a narrative it's of a like, stronger labor market than it actually
2: is. But hold on. I'm, I'm reminded of the coin flip thing in statistics, though. is is that Does that hold true? Like, you know, if I get 10 heads in a row, what are the odds I flip another heads?
0: Oh, uh, no, no, no. It's not that. It's that the odds of getting 12 in a row is going to be substantially more than getting 10 in a row. It doesn't mean that once you've hit 10 in a row, it's more likely or less likely that you're going to have. The next like each outcome is independent of the, the previous one.
2: That's but what I'm taking as a
0: whole. You can look at the whole and say, like, look, getting 10 of these readings revised downward in a row is not likely.
2: Right. But we can say the next one. OK, the well, next one will be independent of the previous. But it's 100 yes. percent likely they're not going to get it spot on. They're always revised.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair to say uh, because it's usually preliminary data, too. That's coming in. Right. Yeah. Wow. But when they all are coming in over the uh actual revisions, then that starts to make you wonder like yeah, they're trying to push a narrative here
2: mm-hmm i'm I am very much wondering that
0: I mean well, there's an election is it... cycle coming up soon. <laughs> having a strong jobs market probably be good for oh, whoever oh, is,
2: is is Biden tweeting that the Fed Reserve needs to reverse all of their policy right now?
0: <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, okay, yeah, no. Anyway, that, all
0: right. You yeah, got anything else?
2: I did have a story that uh, Robert shared on the Discord that I wanted to touch on really fast. Uh, I found it very fascinating, and it made me start thinking about my own self. Uh, apparently, and this is a really old story, so this isn't new news, mm-hmm. but it was new to me news. So I wanted to talk about it. Uh, the 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 headline is testosterone levels predict city traders' profitability.
0: Is that city like the bank city or is that just people who live in a city?
2: Uh, the city of London. This was done by the University uh, of Cambridge. Okay. So if you're in like Oxford,
0: then you're probably okay. Or out yeah, in the yeah, countryside. yeah, yeah. This
2: is, this is yeah. only only London. <laughs> okay. <right>. Uh, they, <laughs> well, they actually took a big group of traders and started testing their testosterone levels uh-huh. and then compared that to their P&L and they found that when traders had high morning testosterone levels, they made more than average profits for the rest of the day.
0: Wow! Really?
2: Yeah. Wow. Uh, the the hypothesis they came up with is they, that testosterone increases confidence and appetite for risk.
0: Yeah, that's that was that was the direction I was hoping they were going. Yeah, or thinking they were going to go. Yeah, that makes yeah.
2: sense. So they and they they found like in in male athletes. Uh, testosterone rises before a competition. Mm -hmm. And then it rises even further if they win the competition and then drops if they lose.
0: Interesting.
2: So so a big part of that journey, Kyle, and what we're fighting is our own fucking hormones.
0: Yeah, but that makes it make a lot more sense why if you take a couple of losses then just call it a day.
2: That's true. That's true. And that makes that make a lot down if you keep getting wins because yeah. it's the positive feedback loop they call the winner effect yep yeah it increases that confidence and risk taking higher and higher until you lose the ability to assess risk rationally
0: i mean we've seen i think we've all experienced that like That's oh I'm winner saying. like hit I've another winner okay bet the farm
2: like <laughs> i'm a god i
0: can't lose yeah <laughs> oh wow
2: yeah. So, so I don't know, I think carrying with me the thought and it might be one of the things I taped to my desk is is like hormones are real. Be aware. That's got to be part of your set score, right? Like, yeah, that acknowledgement that we're humans, we're ultimately emotionally driven creatures, and you got to watch your hormones.
0: What what I've taken from this is that I need to load up on testosterone at six in the morning before uh, the training day starts. <laughs>
2: You're going to gyms like, oh, yeah, yeah, I need some of them anabolic steroids. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you you, uh, weightlifting, bro? No, no, I'm a stock trader. Stock trader.
0: (laughs) Gotta be focused.
2: I need my fix, man.
0: I need to not care about that risk, man. (laughs) The only thing that gets it for me is that sweet, sweet tea. (laughs)
2: Sweet, sweet tea. No, you don't understand. They're releasing the Fed minutes tomorrow. I need this fix. (laughs) Jesus.
0: <laughs> Good find. Yeah, that's a fucking fascinating yeah, story. It's
2: it's definitely worth, I mean, it's an old story, but it's definitely worth uh, uh, taking, a, taking a read through. Um, and, and unless you're uh, uh, someone without testosterone, high levels of testosterone, in which case you should just, uh, you know, go hit up Get Kyle's some. Anabolic Steroids guy yeah. <laughs> Coming new to the shop.
0: <laughs> China shop tea. China shop tea. <laughs> Good lord. Fuck, yeah. I have to make a fake commercial? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. All right. Bald we... <laughs> traders not eligible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Shall we uh, move on and talk about yeah, some stock news? Let's move on. But first, some advertising.
2: Advertisements?
0: Yay.
1: Yay. Is
0: low testosterone affecting your trading? Are your two balls not pulling their weight? Then you need China shop tea. You're not a bad trader, you just have low testosterone. China Shop Tea, now brewed with more penis. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any diseases. China Shop Tea is not legal for sale in California or any other state or country. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back. Fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again s-p-u-l-l-e-n at fairwaymc.com and that phone number is 520-977-7904 shoot sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address
1: you have one unheard message hi i was calling current the influencer marketing platform but i think i just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast
0: All right, now we can play the song.
1: Stock time! Now it's talk about stocks time. Looking for setups, it's still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All that was saying,
0: it's still not advice. Stock time. Please don't us. Um... Oh, we want to start with. I got a couple good stories here.
2: I have two stories. I don't know if they're good yet.
0: Do you want to talk about Walmart or the Ford, GM, UAW?
2: Walmart.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> Walmart has got a new plan to fix their customer service.
2: Oh boy! Let's and hear you know it. what
0: it, that plan is? More robots. No, cutting the pay of their workers.
2: Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's basically the, the too-long-didn't-read synopsis of the story.
2: So so basically, if now if I go in and I have a complaint and the person just scoffs and walk away, i will be like, well, they're only getting paid two bucks, more, so I get it. Is that it.
0: how that works? <laughs> no, they changed their pay structure because they want to allow workers to move between work groups such as food, register, stocking, or digital fulfillment without any pay impacts. Uh, According to the document, this allows for better staffing throughout the store. Uh, Over 50,000 workers received raises because their pay is below the new minimums, the company said in the documents. But I don't know how this is supposed to...
2: I'm all for that plan, Kyle, if they also include management and corporate workers all the way up to the CEO.
0: Well, they everybody makes the, the same
2: wage and then you can move around freely without worrying about those pesky wage
0: increases. It sounds like communism.
2: <laughs> Walmartism. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they're not including management. They're not including corporate people. That's that's they literally are... to me, I'm hearing them say, You are all peons. If we pay you the same, then we can shuffle you around as we see fit, as we need yes. to fill our schedule. That's and exactly it. And we don't you. have
0: to worry about paying you extra because you're doing a job that typically gets more money.
2: That would. T- exactly. That would. T- oh, this is yeah. a harder, more skilled job. Well, we would pay you more, but then we can't shift you back to the less skilled job when we're done with you.
0: I'm trying to see how they think this is going to make their customer service better, but <laughs> somehow they think that that is going to be the case.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. The, the, the person that you're talking to will have worked in every department, so they'll have that much more knowledge and skill base, but not the pay to reflect having acquired that knowledge <laughs> and skill base.
0: Uh, also back in August, apparently they asked about 16,000, some of it's 16,000 pharmacists across the uh, U.S. to voluntarily take pay cuts by reducing their working hours in a bid to lower costs. Wow. Uh, the cuts were aimed at pharmacists in higher wage brackets, highlight the new pressures that the pharmacies, uh, I guess a bunch of people lined up to buy weight loss drugs and that has cooled off uh, recently. But they s- they say that they're reducing the amount of hours it offers some pharmacists due to cooling demand for drugs and requests from pharmacists for a better work-life balance.
2: Oh, this, the the pharmacists voluntarily said, can you stop scheduling us so many hours?
0: I mean, if that's the case, then yeah. But uh, that's—I wouldn't call reduction in hours a pay cut.
2: Well, it—but it, but as it is as long as you're
0: getting your minimum forty. Like that's what you plan for. Anything over that is bonus money.
2: And what if they're? What if they're cutting it to thirty hours?
0: Yeah, that could be a problem.
2: No, I, I, I've—you know—I've experienced that in the hotels. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. With, you know, housekeepers and front desk people and breakfast people and then like. Yeah, we had a we had a breakfast lady that came in just to do the breakfast. And then uh, mm-hmm. the boss was like, hey, we're shortening breakfast by an hour. And all of a sudden she's like, hey, I got to go find a new job. Yeah. And we lost nice. a, a really experienced breakfast lady. And then three months later, when busy season hit, they extended breakfast again.
0: And she wasn't there.
2: And she wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Damn. Well, one thinks people are interchangeable, but yeah. wait
2: until chat GPT can drive a forklift.
0: Wow, well, it sure can't write a joke yet. so <laughs> Got a ways to go. <laughs> what do you got for stock news?
2: Uh, I don't know if you were aware of it, Kyle, but uh, Square, the company that powers Cash App, they went. I didn't download. know
0: they do that. Oh. yeah.
2: Square does Cash App. Yeah. Okay. Um, as along with uh, you know, all the other crazy pseudo banking that Square does um pseudo banking <laughs> it is pseudo banking cuz they 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 act like a bank but they are not a bank kind of like Venmo yeah ex- exactly yeah. kind of like Venmo no. they'll move money around for you but they are not a bank well they went down and thousands of people uh, merchants that use square services and cash app like I don't know if you've seen them, like on the tablets, or you can have them. Oh yeah, phones, yeah, little things that plug in. Those right. are all like Square and Cash App stuff. They couldn't, they couldn't do business anymore. While well, it's down, hmm. they they can't do business, and people who had their money in Cash App and were using Cash App for purchases couldn't access their accounts all of Thursday and a good part of Friday.
0: Ooh, did they restore it?
2: It did get restored. Uh, it did get restored Friday morning um but to me it it highlights the the people's reliance on something that's not a bank pretending to be a bank mm. so this was an outage and then you can't access your money but what if, what if that company gets us i know he's not convicted yet but a bankman freed in there
1: right right, right.
2: What, if they, what if they you know they, they can start doing a lot of things that banks get regulated on and they can start uh like what was it? Uh famously like the skimming skimming the the, tra- the the partial pennies and whatnot. Like oh,
0: Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that a Superman?
2: That did get put in Superman three, yeah. yeah. But yeah. that you know that that was really happening. That's why right. it was inspired in the film.
0: Yeah, it like, happened in like, Office Space too.
2: Yeah, like they're like, Oh, crypto's the Wild West. Like companies like this, there's a wild west. none, none of this is new. But they they keep we keep finding and we keep and going giving them along a new frontier it. yeah 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 like everybody goes along with it and I'm I'm just worried I personally I don't use Square Cash app but I yeah. the, the, this this article speaks right to the heart of my concerns on using those apps
0: yeah what happens yeah. if it goes away yeah it's not FDIC yeah. insured
2: it is not it is not if 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 one crook at Square takes the whole place down, you could as your small business, just lose it. Just everything yep. in there. Yep. Done. Yeah, I agree. It's fucking scary.
0: Um, well, shit.
2: Yeah. What else you got?
0: <laughs> um, I have this Ford story. I kind of want to talk about that because we've been kind of talking about the UAW's fight.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
0: was looking at just some of the key takeaways from like the most recent offer. Uh, GM did offer a 10% increase in wages for most of their employees in the negotiations. Ford has also offered a 9% bump, but the union is seeking 46% pay raises.
2: Whoa!
0: Yeah. Whoa. Uh, 97% of the membership voted to authorize a strike if agreement's not reached on September 14th. Yeah, the UAW president, Sean Fain, called the recent wage increase offered by the GM insulting, quote. Uh, and yeah, they're still working with Ford, GM, and Chrysler parents, Stellantis. Those are the ones that are... That still haven't hit an agreement yet. Uh, the last time there was a strike, uh, it was against GM in 2019. That led to $3.6 billion in lost earnings and a production loss of 300,000 vehicles. Wow. Wow. This is kind of ridiculous. Like 80% of the people at Ford, 80% of their 57,000 hourly employees are at the top wage rate of $32 per hour on average.
2: Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a decent career.
0: I, yeah, it sounds like one of the few remaining ones where people Six, stick around for a that, while.
2: Like sixty some grand a year.
0: That's pretty, and they, they make a lot of overtime. I'm guessing but this is a factory job. They're probably doing sixty hours a week.
2: I will say that you know the the cumulative inflation from 2020. Mm-hmm. We're looking at about eighteen percent. Yeah. So them offering nine and ten, that's too low. Them countering with forty six, that's too high.
0: Forty six is
2: way too high.
0: Ten percent. That I look at that though. I mean, fuck Eighty percent of the people are making like pretty fucking good money.
2: Well, they're doing a hard job. Should they should they be making less money now because of inflation?
0: Uh, fair enough.
2: You know, we're just talking about Walmart. You know, if you if you have that skill and knowledge to do a, a, the job, you should be getting paid what you're worth.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: I'm just I'm just looking at the, the, if if they're getting a pay raise, it should at least match the cumulative inflation because everything costs 18% more.
1: Well, yeah,
0: I'd be looking for at least the cost of living adjustment, but it looks like they're trying to fix something much, much more systemic. I think they're just so used to being at the top of like the pay scale in the country for so long that now that they're not anymore, they want to fix that. But that's also what almost brought down the auto industry back in 2008 was the bloated payroll. Yeah. I mean, you got a guy making probably $40 an hour whose sole job is to move boxes in a fork truck from one spot to the other for eight hours a day. Whether or not those boxes need to be moved, that's what he does.
2: Yeah, I I honestly, I don't know much about the inner workings of those factories. I couldn't speak to what people get paid and to what they do. Um, but that certainly... What you presented sounds ridiculous.
0: Yeah. 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 That's why I've always hated working at union shops just because of the bloat. Yeah. I understand the reason why they're necessary, but a labor union with too much power is just as bad as a company with too much power.
2: Mm, Yes. I think that's really the lesson to learn. Well, I've I've stated it before. Yeah. I I, I would prefer robust laws in place, but we're, We're, we're not getting laws to do shit here in this country. No diversion we're, we're running long anyway
0: yeah 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 anything else for uh, stock news
2: um yep real quick uh disney is having a fight with spectrum cable okay so millions of people across the country on spectrum cable subscriptions lost access to espn fx <laughs> and all of other disney programming
0: Oh, man, ESPN and FX are like two of the only things worth watching these days. Actually, even <laughs> ESPN has kind of gone downhill, though.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a sports guy. Um, unless, <laughs> uh, unless I'm like gambling on them, then I'll, then I'll like. Well, crack, they they stop being
0: like sports. Like it used to be you turn on ESPN. You're just watching the highlights. You don't
2: you don't want to watch sports shouting. Yeah, no, no. And they just yell at each other about, <laughs> yes, about somebody's why contract. You're stupid. Yeah. Somebody's injury. <laughs> yeah. Who, Show me the play. Who's a dumb manager? Uh yeah, it's it's a breakdown in uh, Spectrum saying we don't want to pay what you're charging for these channels.
0: Um, that's not the first time we've seen people try to
2: fight that. And I'm wondering and this is this is tinfoil hat, Dan. Is Disney doing this to be like, hey, we're sorry we're not on cable anymore. That's not on us, though. But go ahead and sign up for our subscription service and, and just skip cable and come straight to us.
0: Oh, maybe. Maybe there's some of that. Uh, I know that uh, back in the day or like 10, 20 years ago, part of the problem with like getting the deals for ESPN meant you had to take a whole shitload of other crappy channels. mmm. That you had to purchase and put into your bundles,
2: right? Right. <laughs> you want the you you want to buy that sandwich you want? Well, it only comes in the combo with the bucket of yes. shit you don't want and the exactly. drink you would never drink in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the uh, The thing that made me really laugh about this story, though, uh, was the fact that uh, the cable company has launched a website called disney espn fair deal.com hmm. uh, and, and about the disagreement and on the site they call the price increase excessive encouraging all subscribers to call disney and get them to come to a deal
0: yeah good luck with that
2: not to be left out disney launched a website called keep my <laughs> <laughs> where they say they've got a highly successful track record of negotiations and they're committed to reaching fair market-based rates and terms and to call the cable company. Tell them to stop being unreasonable. <laughs> and tell them to stop being unreasonable. <laughs> Put Disney back on.
0: Oh, Okay, all right.
2: Well, I'm going to start a website, Kyle. I'm going to call it dick.com and I'm going to encourage people to write in and tell Random to eat a dick.
0: All right, I'm going to encourage people to sell whatever Random chooses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sellrandom.com.
0: All right. Oh, God, we should move on. Huh?
2: Okay. All right, let's do
0: some crypto. and let's get right. this thing wrapped up.
2: crypto so in my wallet. i got
1: some crypto in my wallet, some sushi, polkadot, NFT, decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency.
0: I've got a Coinbase uh, story that looked interesting to me. They're launching a lending program for institutional investors through its Prime Service, uh, which was detailed in a recent filing. Clients have already deposited fifty-seven million on its platform, and through that program, the institutions can lend digital assets to the company under standardized terms. Uh, they previously offered lending services to individual or institutional clients, uh, but this looks to be like more like a formal shift by the company to offer standardized services akin to a prime brokerage in traditional finance. Crazy. Yeah, uh, and this is happening after a bunch of people uh, basically got kicked out of that sector. <laughs> uh, it says in the article, "Your Coinbase is expanding into what's what was once a hot corner of the crypto space, and one that is now a vacuum of competition after the turmoil has rocked the digital asset markets over the past year, with Genesis, BlockFi, Celsius all filing for bankruptcy." So
2: it's it's yeah, it's just. Like okay the 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 field's open now. <laughs> I can step over these corpses and yeah. get where we're going. Well, inter-
0: it's interesting what's interesting about it is it's only institutional investors and I think they might be doing that strategically. Um, mm. basically that mean I think they're basically sticking to accredited investors is what that means. So people who have high net worths and are eligible to more risky products. But that typically tend to outperform things that we're allowed to uh, to mm-hmm. invest in.
2: Okay, so so is this is this like the uh, the staking, but they're only letting institutional's do it?
0: Kind of like that. Like you can choose between you can choose between crypto assets for like whatever you get back. Um, I think it was a choice between a stable coin and something else. It might have been Bitcoin. Yeah, they can get Bitcoin or the dollar pegged USDC stable coin uh, for their collateral. Okay, and then in turn, Coinbase can offer secured loans to their institutional clients. Uh, the real question is whether this is going to be good for the stock or not. Uh, and, uh, whoever wrote this article does not believe that to be the case. <laughs> it says, with the growing regulatory risks, even a new prime brokerage service doesn't change the case for caution, especially on a stock that's already gone up 120% this year.
2: Wow. Coinbase is up that high this year, huh?
0: Yeah. It also fell quite a bit too. <laughs> you fall 500%. <laughs> that's less impressive.
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm not looking at their chart. Maybe I should pull <laughs> it up. Well, I do know that uh, the Federal Reserve Board Vice Chair, uh, Mike Barr, Michael Barr, mm-hmm. has come out and said that they 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 don't currently uh, have any plans for the digital dollar.
0: What? They're
2: they're sorry. They're a long way from any decision on whether it would issue its own digital dollar.
0: Hmm. It's like I have to buy crypto to to turn it into a digital
2: dollar huh so right I'm well <laughs> i'm wondering if if this has anything to do with the timing of them being like okay look the fed they're nowhere they're nowhere close let's step in let's get some institutional investors to to start staking before the digital dollar shows up
0: maybe or they just cleared out the path for <laughs> for the chosen few to be able to get in there and do uh suck up all the leftovers you right right <laughs> Uh, That's all I really had for crypto.
2: My crypto story is uh, is part crypto, part uh, general economy. Oh, yeah. You know, they're having a real tough time in Texas with their energy grid.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Texas paid Bitcoin miner Riot $31.7 million to stop mining Bitcoin during the heat wave in August.
0: That's good for them. Yeah, oh, really good. Good for them. Yeah, their unique power strategy is what they called it.
2: <laughs> and I gotta say, this is this is bonkers.
0: It sounds like uh, some like mafia shit. Yes. You don't want us to suck up all your power. You gotta give <laughs> us a little something in return.
2: <laughs> Be a shame if somebody set up a factory of computers doing busy work using all your energy when mm. you want to use it for air conditioning now to make it particularly egregious kyle in texas they've been asking people to voluntarily turn their heat up during peak power usage
0: wait turn their heat up
2: sorry well turn their ac turn the temp in their house up okay off
0: they're not telling them to kick their heaters on, though, in the middle of the heat. You Start aid. heating
2: this house right now. <laughs> you no, know, uh, uh, they're they're saying there's so much strain on the grid. Hey, can everybody pitch in and shut the shut your AC off for a couple hours?
0: Are they giving energy credits to all those people though?
2: No. Mm-hmm. Now, now there is a program I believe in Texas similar to one in Nevada that I'm I'm trying to trying to get them to, to come out to my house and do. Where uh, they come and they install a, a Wi Fi smart thermostat. Yeah. And they give you uh, credit on your bill if you just let them do that remotely.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Right. That'd be uh, annoying. Well, you know what? I just, the house we just got out of was a rental and it had it. Yeah. It had that program and I never noticed. Really? I mean, I would notice when I walked by, and I was like, "Who turned the heat up?"
0: <laughs>
2: and like, I you know, Jamie Lynn's at work, so no, it's not her. I'm the only right. one here, and I'm like, "That's really weird." I, and and I honestly, I thought it was like, uh, like the the people had who had, whoever had the Wi-Fi access to the oh, thing. It yeah, we're
0: just fucking with your house. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was like, man, they gotta stop, fuck, stop fucking with me, and I like turn it down, and then I would forget about it, but most of the time I wasn't walking by that thermostat and paying attention. So they were, had to be in many, many, many days. So I don't know, especially in a more energy efficient home, that part of it is, 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 is fine. I'm just saying, why aren't they, you know, why, why does riot get to benefit just because they use the most power? Right. That's what I want to know. Like that. <laughs> that seems, that seems really fucked up. Uh Yeah.
0: I, I would, the only argument I can make is that they employ people, probably, and
2: oh, they got what ten employees in yeah. that warehouse keeping the thing right. running. Come on, now.
0: Uh, that's a. I didn't say it was a good argument. I was that's probably the only <laughs> argument I can make. <laughs> is that it affects more than just them if they have to curtail their operations?
2: Well, and and you know, honestly, to me, there's also a moral and ethical argument in the amount of power it needs to, to cool and and take care of people for their health mm-hmm. and the amount of like, like we're talking a power grid in which shit is really unstable and they've had it just go down. They've right. had their blackouts and, and I'm thinking about hospitals and I'm thinking about like care homes, you know, And to to have some company, it's it's like when when Nestle keeps and Pepsi, they just keep bottling water in a drought in California. It's like, hold on now. Hold on. There's a drought. We all need this water. And what? Because they're they're the ones using the most. They get to continue.
0: (laughs) Especially for something as stupid as bottled water.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Hold on, Kyle. Let me tie my shoe. Hold on. I like to bend down at the waist so my ass sticks up in the air really high. Here we go. Is that a nice
0: target, like a baboon? Where's the button? There it is. Ah!
2: My giant, bright (laughs) red ass.
0: (laughs) Right in the bullseye.
2: (laughs) Bullseye.
0: (laughs) Shot you Uh, right in the tail.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll go first. My good was I uh, realized that I had no capital and because of my moving and I stopped trading and I just been focusing on moving and it's, but the amount of stress of my life plummeted when I did that, by the way.
0: Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. It's so hard to make that choice too. Like you fucking messaged me that I think say like, I think I need to stop trading until I, I get this to stop move done. like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> it's got to be a lot of stress.
2: Yeah. It was a, it was a, a blowout day. It, well, not blowout day. Was it a blowout day?
0: I don't, I think don't remember. It, I don't think you had a blowout day. I think we just had some some struggles.
2: It was a, I, emotionally, it was a blow up day yeah. emotionally. Like I was emoting very strongly that day. And, and then I realized like if I'm feeling this strongly, like holy shit, I need to stop.
0: <laughs> I feel like maybe I should probably put that down as my good too. Is- like going into my trip and then coming back from it, I took a lot, I was a lot quicker to take time off. And normally I'd be trying to like cram in as much trading as I can before that. And after that, just, just jump back in. Like you haven't missed a beat. And No, (laughs) no, you can't do that. You got to get back into the the routines and everything else. Uh, What I did end up putting down is that I just, it feels like more things have been clicking the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. and it's becoming more and more clear like how i should be trading and now really it just comes down to whether or not i can make the choice to follow through on those things yeah like if i can give some examples um well i'll give the example of my bad i noticed i've been starting a lot of days in the red it's becoming a noticeable trend like take two quick losses so some of the things that i'm considering to cut into that like no more trading in the open maybe i just say you know what i'm gonna skip the first 10 minutes mm-hmm. i'm not gonna look for that initial fight and picking a winning side i'm gonna let the higher time frames show me the setups first and then drill down into the five minutes to get the entries or something along those lines
2: yeah if you're taking more losses in that opening bit yeah you very least skip that bit
0: especially if it's gonna peck my testosterone
2: (laughs) yeah yeah oh
0: did you have any bads or uglies for the week
2: um I don't know. I don't know if this was bad or ugly. I I feel like I messed up my Disney trade with my eighty five dollar put. Oh, um, because I I did unload that this week, mm-hmm. and I bought it mid August, and okay. it it spent a few. It spent it spent like a week dicking around and losing theta, and so. I was I was underwater on it, and then Disney finally did drop, and then they came back up, and uh, and I just kept holding it, and then when they when they dropped and it got in the money, and I got about ten percent gain, I sold it, and mm. it at one kept point going. it yeah it kept going, and at, at one point I w- it would have been over a hundred percent. I only had one, and I know it's the hardest, but I feel like it was bad. I was actually talking to Jamie Lynn about it. Um, the reason I feel like it was bad is I think I sold it out of fear.
0: Yes, that's what it sounds like because you were underwater.
2: I was underwater so long. The moment I saw a little bit of profit, I was like, Dan, get out. Yeah. And my premise played out. It dipped below 80 and I had $85 puts.
0: Right, right. Oh, yeah, those are tough, uh, I guess, because you can't. You can't take 50% risk on the trade and only close it out for a 10% win. Like that math is not going to add up.
2: That's what I did when I could have closed it out for
0: 100%. Yeah, I think with those you just have to like let your take profits and stops do their job, right?
2: You need to do their job, right? And I so so that would be that would be my bad. I haven't been trading futures, but I did have that options contract that I that I did unload and even though I didn't lose money on it, I am considering it a bad cuz like you said, like I didn't follow profit uh, a proper uh, risk reward and i took so much risk to take it off for so little profit right right
0: yep no i think we've all been there too good job recognizing it yeah thank you uh and what about ugly
2: i didn't do enough to get anything ugly
0: well i'm gonna call my thursday trading ugly (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's uh i felt like i was just like Coming back from that week, and then that conversation we had with Max, combined with the conversation I had with Brand again, I was just like, you know what? I just want to simplify as much as I can. Let's just all this complicated shit I've been trying to do for my routine and everything. Like, I am just throw it all out the window. I'm just gonna wake up, do my morning like analysis, like I have been doing. Mm-hmm. Look for the spots where I want to take trades, and let's just fucking trade. Let's just let's just go do it. Let's stop, <laughs> stop complicating the process. And I think I went way too far into that. I felt like I got let emotions get too involved in the trading. I did do there uh, Thursday. Uh, it wasn't like a blow up day. I think I ended up with a minus four R on the day and I could have been actually like flat at one point. Uh, but I definitely was letting emotions like dictate entries and reentries. Uh, not not where I want. To, I definitely need some structure, but I got to find the right balance is where I'm at right now.
2: Yeah, that can be tough.
0: It can be and it can be kind of can be kinda of discouraging too. Like sometimes you just feel like you're like just out of reach. Like I can almost grab it, but it's it just keeps slipping through my fingers. And I think that's I don't know, that's just the that's just where I'm at right now.
2: Easy to start to feel discouraged.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like we forget that yeah, every time we try to grab it, we miss it, like we're still moving forward chasing it. We're still going the right direction. Yes. Well, that's what yes. I got to keep in mind. I got to remember the path that we've been on. I almost need to just go back and review like what I've learned over the past two, three years. Really put it into perspective too.
2: I, I, you know, and I, I would have thought you, you, we, we'd be there together after talking to Max. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot better about some of my blowups and and oh yeah, you know some of some of my bad trading.
0: Yeah, I feel like. It feels like we've been purposefully manipulated in mm-hmm. our emotions. Yeah. And yeah, it feels a little less shameful to allow that to happen to yourself when you know that someone's deliberately trying to do it, but still kind of brings up some anger to a lot of anger for me. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Don't manipulate my emotions. You assholes. It's hard enough without that.
2: <laughs> that's why. That's why I stopped using Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, all those all those stories came out about how they were, and they're not the only ones. They all do it. Oh no, they all you know, do They it. tailor that feed to emotionally manipulate you to keep you scrolling.
0: Yep, yep.
2: And and it's all anger and cute puppies and kittens.
0: And majority babies. of that anger is coming from troll farms in Russia, and North Korea,
2: and <laughs> some China. Yeah, they're, they're all in on it.
0: The, the they're paying North Korea to do it for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I think I really think that's why they tolerate North Korea. Just have some wild card that lives right next door that you can go sick on your people and give yourself right. the distance to say like, "Oh, we'll try to rein them in, but you know they do their own thing."
2: Right when they're totally dependent, like they they come in mm-hmm. and eat dinner with you because they don't get food otherwise.
0: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, should we make a bet and
2: yeah, put a bow on it? Let's do it. it, want to beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you I'm filling my positions, quit your bitch and random's gonna lose Got a chart full of levels and a stop, that's not too tight It's bet picking time in the
1: shop, so pick them right
0: should we let random go first? Since I uh, did technically kind of win. Sure. Oh, let's see. we got NASDAQ Energy, uh, ticker APA.
2: A-P-A.
0: It's the APA Corporation. Okay. Oh. Uh,
2: a nice tear, huh? A little
0: bit. A little bit. Zoom out. They're getting to the top of distribution.
2: Yeah, but that's... that's a- Okay. All right.
0: I mean, this is one I'd like to be bullish on. I think for long term hold, but I don't know about a week.
2: Yeah, you think you think it's going to see another pullback down to forty two?
0: I would think so, but who knows? At least the sell volume is picking up, huh? Yeah. Oh God damn it! Random and going with energy. All right, we need a good one, Dan. Um,
2: uh, what do I got? Yeah. Hormel Foods, HRL. Oh,
0: I love Hormel.
2: Uh, Well, do you want to, are, are you ready to short them?
0: Aw, uh, they just finally started getting hot no bean chili back.
2: All right, well then we're bullish on Hormel.
0: <laughs> H-R-L, there it is. Oh, damn, that just broke below a very key spot.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I said, you ready to short them?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd be ready to short that. Okay. Um, the other one I was looking at was Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings (NCLH). Let's see, looked like it was in a spot where I'd be tempted to try along, but I think I like the idea of being short.
2: Oh yeah, Norwegian Cruise Lines is a is it a great spot to go long?
0: Uh, there was one other one that I marked off for us to look at. Uh, let me find it real quick. Um, MU. Uh, I didn't have a directional bias on MU. It just looked like it was in a neat spot.
2: Hold on. I am gonna. I might I might buy some calls on Monday for NCLH. I've got to write a note for myself.
0: Well, if we're going to both do that, then we should probably just go along that one.
2: We don't you know, diversify, Kyle. Diversify.
0: No, I like all my eggs. One basket. <laughs> yes, please. It's easier to protect one basket than 20.
2: That's right. They never tell you that. <laughs> right. Oh, you don't have a directional bias for MU?
0: I would think I want to be long, but it's at, rotating at the top of a distribution area where I think that mean reversion back down lower is probably the more likely idea.
2: Also, they broke that high in May. They did not break that high in July. And they and in September, they didn't even tie that lower high. So we're seeing lower highs, Kyle.
0: We're also seeing higher lows.
2: Okay, all right, fair enough.
0: It's kind of more like an ascending triangle than anything.
2: There's semiconductors too. hmm I uh, still I would uh oh that's that's a tough call.
0: Oh man. What was the what was the other
2: one you said? Hormel?
0: Hormel. Oh question is do you want to be long or short? I think that's what this really boils down to.
2: Uh we'll look at the greed fear index.
0: Okay, what does that look like? All
2: right. CNN.com, greed fear index. <laughs> So right in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> Neutral at 51. <laughs> okay. All right. Flip the okay. coin. <laughs> one month ago greed, one week ago greed. So it looks like we're going from f- greed to fear.
0: Okay. So better to go for the short one, Hormel.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay.
0: Tell me, uh, tell me the parameters.
2: Um, we want to go short at the high and buy it back at the low.
0: Oh, can we specify that? I think we've tried that yeah. yet. I tell my break, my broker that all the time. <laughs> HRL. Uh, you want to do half entry
2: or all? Uh, I want to do half and open, and then I want to add the rest at 38. Perfect. I'm just, just eyeing that spot. Uh,
0: stop and take profit?
2: Um, I think the the stop is at 40 and a quarter. Okay and take profit one is at 35 okay take profit two is at 33 half all right i think we got a show fuck yeah man we did it
0: fucking a we did it
2: and we only went 10 minutes longer than i thought we would uh right (laughs) (laughs) all right dan take us home Folks, thank you so, so much for making it to the end with us. We're so very glad you did. We hope you had a good time, had a few laughs, learned a few things. We will be coming back at you soon to find out the thrilling results of Hormel versus APA Corporation. (laughs) Short versus long, going all in. Uh, Woo! You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.
0: Yeah, and ChatGPT has something to say for those of you uh, who've Listen.
2: Oh, did did ChatGPT write your uh, write my your little? Uh, and the,
0: yeah, he did. He did he all did right, just as well as yours. Okay. Let's hey there, folks! If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, we've got a little challenge for you. Imagine you're in a virtual pie eating contest, and instead of pie, you're devouring this episode. We need your help to win the Sherathon Championship. So grab your digital forks and share this episode like it's the last slice of pie on Earth. Let's see if we can break the internet with laughter and insights. Ready, set. Share.
2: Wow. I actually think that's the best (laughs) one you've ever done.
0: Are you serious? (laughs) Cue the music. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Oh, God.